hallelujah glory to god wow welcome back how was your test i believe that they were quite simple questions and you were able to answer them correctly all right it's another thursday evening and it's time to go into the main teaching for today all right let's have a word of prayer everlasting father we thank you for this evening we thank you so much lord for the refined platform Thank you, Father, because your word is at work in us. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in us, with us, for us, and through us. Thank you, Father, for this refining process. We yield ourselves to you, O God. Lord, we yield ourselves to you, O God, as clay in the hands of the potter. Mold us, Father, refine us as pure gold. Lord, we commit tonight's teaching unto your hands and we pray that you take preeminence in the name of Jesus Christ and that your name alone be exalted in Jesus' name. We pray for all trans, even for Pastor Funkeo Baje. Hallelujah. And um, we pray, oh God, that you minister to everyone on this platform. Right now, we take authority over every spirit that militates against the ministry of God's word. And we shut it up in the name of Jesus. We declare that the atmosphere is conducive for divine transactions in the realm of life and light. We declare that the devil has no place in our midst in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Father. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen and amen. All right, glory to God. Yes, I'm sorry for the background noise. You might hear some background noise. I'm in a place that is a little noisy, but yet refined must hold. All right. And I have something special to say to you today that um, I will be ministering today alongside my husband, Pastor Lushe Gonladimeji Obaje. is here live and we will be ministering together. All right, just before we go into the world, he wants to say hello to everyone. Hello there. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. It promises to be a great time today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So get ready, get ready, get ready. God bless you. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. All right. The Lord instructed me today to speak on the subject of ministry and people. Glory to God. Ministry and people. All right. This is going to be the first time we'll take this topic on the refined platform and... Um, I add God expressly. I know that you will be blessed in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to start my teaching from the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Bible says that take it therefore unto yourselves. That's number one. Take it therefore unto yourselves. Say number one. And to all the flock. To all the flock. Glory to God. All right. Over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. Oh, dear. The church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise. Look at that. Speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them, after them, after themselves. Amen. 
the reading of God's word is blessed in Jesus' name. Now, we have been on this subject of um, paraministry affairs. You know, we stated primarily that ministry is primarily about God's will, about God's purpose. Amen. And listen, we are ministers of God. We are ministers of God. Our aim should never be turned inside out to fulfill our own vision. Remember that ministry is about God. It's about God's plan. It's about God's purpose. It's about God's vision. One of the greatest errors that can happen to a minister of the gospel is if the enemy can successfully, by any means, try to get you to a place where you make it about yourself. But adventure I'm speaking today to anyone that ministry has been about you. You want to be heard. You want to have fame. It's been, you know, something you want to promote about yourself. Beloved, you are in a corner where you need to take heed to yourself. You need to repent this evening. Why? Because ministry is primarily about God, is about God's plan, is about God's will, is about God's purpose. Never forget that. Now, it is important that I speak to you on taking it therefore unto yourselves. I want to approach this from the fact that, of course, on this platform we know is primarily a platform for female ministers glory to god and um, i want to say this to you that as a minister in taking it to yourselves one of the primary things one of the foundational things that must be registered with you is that you must learn to govern to master your emotions amen we are looking into ministry and people now before we talk about others i want us to talk about ourselves as female ministers glory to god you see when it comes to ministry all right bible says that those that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god romans chapter 8 and verse 14 you see that so it tells you that when it comes to the work of the ministry the spirit of god leading us is our you know that's the leader it's it's, it's what we must seek for is what we must be you know interested in hallelujah okay we shouldn't be carried away with we in ourselves trying to lead ourselves in other words what i'm saying to you is that man primarily a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body and we know that for a few Female, we are, you know, um, advanced when it comes to responding emotionally and having emotional feelings, you know, even to issues of life. One of the hallmark of maturity for a female minister is that you have governed your emotions. Glory to God. You must ensure that you are not led by your emotions. When it comes to ministry, the emotions must not take, you know, the better part of you. You know, I was talking to my husband some minutes ago and I said something that in my work with God, I have realized that you cannot handle the scepter of authority in whatever form, either as a pastor or as a leader in an organization under extremes of emotions. You will 
you will you will misbehave you will malando the scepter of authority glory to god and it tells you that one of the greatest things is that you must master your emotions you must govern your emotions you must rule your emotions glory to god in other words your emotions should not be your leader you must learn in life not to always respond the way you feel Hallelujah. And if you master this, it's going to help you as a woman in every front in life, in marriage, in ministry, in the church. You know, it's so funny. Many people say that um, women cause a lot of problems in ministry. I've, I've heard it before. While I don't believe it is not true, but you see, when you hear some statements, you need to look critically into it. And I have found out that why people say this is because a number of women allow their emotions to get a better part of them and listen to me you cannot handle the spiritual emotionally now ministry is about god primarily about his will about his purpose and secondarily ministry is about people you cannot do ministry and not work with people you cannot do ministry and not undo people ministry is primarily you know about God like I said but secondarily about people there is no way you will not deal with people and there are different kinds of people you remember we took a study on temperament and we were able to identify you know different temperament traits and even temperament combinations people are different and I want you to just see this because Bible says that you should take it to the flock of God amen and you have to understand how to deal with people you must understand people management because your primary assignment as a minister is not the ministry of condemnation all right but rather the ministry of reconciliation first of all that's getting people reconciled to god getting them saved without being judgmental okay but um in in addition to that all right is also the ministry of raising men building men for God, building men to fulfill God's purpose, not our own purpose, but God's purpose, helping them to see the way of God, helping them to see the light of God. And this is critical. This is important. Now, let me say this to you. People are not perfect. There are times that people have brought discouragement to ministers and you have to set a guide over your life, over your soul, over your emotions in such a way that you, are, you, 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 know, you don't respond to everything emotionally. Hallelujah. So that it will not be a stumbling block on your path to being a blessing to people. What am I saying this evening? What I'm saying this evening is that I'm talking first of all about taking heed to yourself. Now, you have to understand that one of the greatest things you can do in taking it to yourself is to prioritize love in your life. Every minister must prioritize love work. And also you get to that place where you have submitted to love as a master. You see, the love of God is not... A um, a suggestion is a place we get to. Jesus said that a new commanded I give unto you that you love one another even as I have loved you. When you come to
into agape love, the love of God, it is that place in your heart that brings you into largeness of heart and acceptance of people with the ability to help them. The love of God does not keep grudges. The love of God is not vengeful. It's not, you, you don't want to revenge. Glory to God. You forgive easily. And this is what I'm saying to you today. As a minister of the Most High God, you need to prioritize the love of God. Bible says that the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. In my work with God, I have found out that the antidote or the way out of being overcome or overwhelmed by one's emotions is to hold on to the love nature on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And this is the reason our primary assignment this week is going to be to listen to two messages on love work. It is so critical because if you don't master love, you cannot deal with people. And how will you be able to minister to people that you cannot deal with? That would be the first disadvantage, the first, you know, disqualifying factor of any minister. You must be able to deal with people, people from any walks of life, people from anywhere. You must be able to deal with people and deal amicably. And the second thing I will talk about is that the minister must be able to rid herself of the works of the flesh. In a minister cannot sit envy, cannot sit jealousy. Why? Because it's not going to help you fulfill your ministry. Those are hindrances to ministry. Hallelujah. So I am saying to you tonight that you need to begin to give it to the love of God in your heart. You must learn how that you are not controlled by how you feel, but you are controlled by the revelation of God's love on your inside. It's going to help you. It's not convenient all the time. Hallelujah. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. And you hear Paul's new statements like, I'll be a fool <laughs> for God. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that love is the way to victory when it comes to dealing with people. Hallelujah. All right. I'll come back again. Um, You'll be hearing the voice of Pastor Shegun Baje speaking to us primarily on people management. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That was very powerful. Thank you, Pastor Funke Obaje. I appreciate you for that powerful word. I was blessed. I myself was blessed. Glory to God. All right. Um, I want to talk to you about people management. And when we talk about people management, we're talking about how to uh, deal with people in such a way that you bring out the best of them. In other words, you're bringing out the best of people. You're making the most, you know, of uh, opportunities, uh, challenges. Uh, you're making the most of difficulties such that you harness everything by the wisdom of God to bring out the best out of people. Right, to make the most of them, to make the most of their situations, their circumstances, such that you gear everything or garner everything or direct everything towards the fulfillment of God's purpose for them and the maximization of their God-given destinies and potentials. And that's what uh, people management is all about. Praise God. Now, in Managing people, the first thing that is key, you know, um, that you understand about people 
is that people are different. People are different. You don't treat everybody alike, so to speak. You have to be very specific in the way you deal with people. For example, if you read the epistle that John wrote, you know, the first epistle of John, he spoke about three categories of people, all right? He spoke um, of um, children, he spoke of young men or young women, and then he spoke of fathers, okay? So, um, in dealing with people, you have to recognize their level of maturity, okay? You don't talk to everybody alike. There are certain things adults can handle, all right, that babes in Christ cannot handle. For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, when Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, he said to them by the Holy Spirit, he said, uh, when I came to you, I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. For ye are yet babes. Okay? So he couldn't speak to them as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, because they were babes. So it is important for you to understand that there's a way to speak to babes apart from, you know, um, the way to speak to adults or mature believers in Christ. And then you also have to understand the different backgrounds of people. Some people are more sensitive to words than others, okay? Some are more sensitive to environment than others. Some are more sensitive to love than others. Glory to God. So you have to be very, very careful that you understand difference in dealing with people. And it's very simple to understand difference in dealing with people. Now, you have to study people. A, a pastor, a minister must be a student. The Bible says to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you must be observant, okay? Observe people, observe trends with people, observe how they talk, observe how they respond to things and people, observe the things that put them off, all right? The things that, you know, attract them, observe, you know, be very observant. I understand the Spirit of God can give us discerning or discernment to be able to discern people, but listen very carefully, all right? There is that physical aspect of learning about people that you must understand, which is observation. If you study the book of uh, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, you understand that the preacher got certain things by revelation, and then certain other things he got by um, 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 observation. In other words, he saw under the sun. He observed under the sun. Why? Because he was given to study, research. You must be given to research. You must study people to know difference so that you know how to deal with people. Having not understood a particular person you are dealing with, Please don't go all the way to assume things about them. Assumption can hurt people when you assume things about people. All right, people can be put off by so doing. So you have to be very, very careful. You are not uh, dealing with people based on, you know, assumptions, what people told you about them. You know, sometimes, you know, we respond to people based on, you know, residual knowledge you've had of them in time past. Maybe they were your friends in secondary school. You had known them before, before they got born again. 
alright and then now they are born again the Bible says no no man after the flesh a lot has changed about them a lot has changed in them but somehow you are still dealing with them according to the flesh so you have to be very pragmatic in your approach you know very practical in other words deal with people practically don't deal with them you know um, presumptuously deal with people practically in other words you know search out every matter search out everything don't just deal with people based on what your friend told you or even what their parents or their friends you know told you the Bible says to prove all things and then hold fast to that which is good which is true so never make assumptions about people all right make sure you prove all things even if you think somebody had told you things about the person with whom you have to do or maybe a, a co-pastor a mentee a church member you know the people that you pastor or mentor or the, your friends you know um, loved ones in the family don't assume anything about anybody all right that is the first law or principle in dealing with people justly no assumption all right understand them understand their uniqueness understand their difference and then deal with them based on facts not assumptions deal with them based on facts not presumption deal with them based on facts not assumptions this is very very important praise god so the second thing i want you to understand in managing people is that people have needs the first principle is that people are different so you need to study them you need to study about them not just study them study about them all right things about them things about their lives their likes and dislikes study them in terms of you know their passion in terms of their purpose in terms of you know their 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 the will of god for them their inclination to life their temperament you know their disposition to life okay study them and make sure you deal with people based on facts not assumptions that's very important rule number two all right people are people have needs rule number one people are different rule number two people have needs all right everybody will gravitate towards uh, the supply of their needs okay people will always gravitate towards the supply of their needs now the pharisees had been there they had been on ground before jesus was born they had been running religious activities in the synagogues the people were there all right they were just coming to the synagogues religiously but they were their needs were not met okay their needs were not being met and so when jesus came and jesus went about doing good healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for god was with him the people began to gravitate towards jesus they were trooping towards him because he was a need meter he was meeting their needs let me tell you the truth people are not stupid okay people are not stupid uh, people know where their needs are being met people know who is meeting their needs so if you're not meeting needs you cannot be a people person all right people persons are people who are need meters they are meters of needs 
they are meeting needs praise god in other words you know trust god to tap into the grace and the anointing the mantle the the, the giftings of god in your life to be able to meet needs all right life is all about meeting needs you know life will not run without needs being met okay people are hungry they want to be fed people are thirsty they want to have drinks all right people have need of fellowship companionship they have need of somebody showing them their purpose in life they have need of significance people want to feel significant they want to feel important you know people have need of friendship you know of companionship so people have needs all right and and the greatest needs of men is to have the, that deepest desire of association, fellowship, intimacy with God satisfied. All right, that's the greatest need of man, God. Okay, and if you are teaching out God to people, people will look for you. Okay, now uh, in um, managing people, okay, um, when you create a system of need meeting, let me put it that way, a system that meets the needs of people, all right? People that have that need, that particular need uh, within that system, okay, um, will gravitate towards that system. People will come. People have need, all right, of wisdom. People have need of, you know, understanding, counsel. People have need of, you know, strength, reassurance, okay? People have needs. So locate the need of that person. And the moment you locate that need, I tell you the truth, you can actually influence that person. You see, that point of um, need is the point of influence, is the point of change and transformation. The moment you locate it and you supply what is needed to meet that need, I tell you the truth, that person will respond to you favorably and that person will open up to you so you can influence the person for God. Let me give you an example. This is very important. All right. You know, the, the thing that God is uh, doing here is this. You know, God is bringing us to that place of recognizing the needs of people. Let me give you an example. You know, in Luke chapter number uh, 5, we saw what happened there. Jesus wanted to meet the needs of the people because they pressed unto him to hear the word of God. And he needed a sheep, all right? And then he saw the sheep, two sheeps there, all right, on the sea. And Jesus Christ entered into the ship of Simon Peter. Glory to God. And he preached the gospel, meet the needs of the people. And then he looked at Simon Peter and said, now launch into the deep for a draught. Now he said, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. He says, nevertheless, at thy word, I will do it. And then he responded to Jesus' word and he caught a multitude of fishes. And then the net began to break, the ship began to sink. Why? Because Jesus met his need. Okay? Jesus met his need. Now what happened? What happened? You know, thereafter. The Bible tells us that Peter was so overwhelmed and he said, Jesus, please just go. Go away from me. I'm a sinner. All right? I, I'm not even worthy to have you close by. He was shocked. He was overwhelmed. His heart opened up to Jesus. Immediately, Jesus met his higher need, okay, which was the need 
of purpose to understand his God-given purpose in life, wherein he could find his sense of self-esteem and significance. You know, our sense of self-esteem is not in things, all right, that we do around, the common things of life. Our sense of self-esteem is actually in the fulfillment of God's purpose for us. The purpose of God for your life is what brings you into that place of significance. When you, where you know that you have something to offer, God has blessed you to bless your generation, you are doing the will of God, you are fulfilling God's purpose for your life, and that makes you significant. All right, you find your self-esteem back. You cannot be talked out of who you truly are. Yourself of your sense of identity. Praise God. So this is very very important. So rule number two, okay, uh, recognize the need of people and develop capacity. Seek the face of God. Tap into the resources of the grace of God, the mantle of God, the giftings of God upon your life to meet the needs of people. Ministry is all about doing the will of God and the will of God is all about meeting the needs of God's people because God loves people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So rule number two, okay? People have needs. People have needs and their needs are different. In fact, the needs of people are as many as there are people. Praise God. Okay? You may think that somebody needs money, whereas he comes to church or he comes to you not for money. He just wants association. He just wants fellowship. He just wants to find that sense of, you know, uh, self-esteem, significance. Okay? There are people who have need of, you know, um, healing, health, restoration, you know, but others, they just need that sense of purpose. They have found all that, you know, uh, in God already, but they are looking for reaching out for something higher, something bigger. God wants to meet our physical needs, all right, and above that, he wants to meet our spiritual needs. The spiritual need of man is actually the need to find God and to find purpose. A sense of significance is embedded in finding God's purpose for your life and fulfilling it. Praise God. Alright, I'll tell you one more for time. Rule number three. Okay, let's just do a quick recap. Rule number one, people are different. Okay, study them. Don't assume anything about anybody. Be observant. Pray about knowing people. Tell the Holy Spirit to open up your understanding to knowing people and then be observant physically. The Holy Spirit won't do that for you. Alright, listen carefully to people when they talk. Alright, in, in, in moments when they are unguarded, okay, listen to how they speak, their anger, their temperament, their patience, their meekness, their inclination, their understanding, their paradigm. Listen to all those things and watch how they respond and then you can connect the dots about them. Praise God. Alright, and then rule number two is that people have needs and at the point of meeting their needs is the point of influencing them. Okay, you can't influence people until you make contact with them at the point of meeting their needs. That's when you can influence them. 
the rule of influence is embedded in contact. And that contact point is the point of meeting the needs of people. Praise God. So rule number three is that, you know, people want to be um, appreciated. Okay? Now, there are three senses or awarenesses. Permit me to use that. Or three kinds of awareness in people. The first sense in people is the sense of importance. People don't like to be rubbished or feel like you know a bundle of mess. People want to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Even when you are rebuking them, they still want their honor preserved. They still want their self-esteem, you know, preserved. People don't want their self-esteem damaged. Alright? So recognize that people want to be appreciated. There's a sense of worth. There's a sense of significance in everybody. Okay? And when you damage that, people literally and naturally withdraw from you. Okay? They will run away from you. Because they feel you don't recognize them as unique individuals. You know, you deny their existence, so to speak. The moment you can, you know, um, damage the self-esteem or sense of self-worth of an individual, a friend, a mentee, all right, a family member, your husband, you know, uh, somehow such people feel you have denied their existence, their, their right to live, their right to life, so they withdraw from you. Or they fight back, they fight back, you know, tooth and nail, they fight hard, okay? So um, recognize that God, even God himself, um, does not deny our sense of worth, self-worth. Let me give you an example. Lucifer was one of God's errant angels before he fell. All right? And after the fall, God still recognized him as a spirit being and accorded him that honor, so to speak. He was judged, but God still accorded him that honor. Why? Because God uh, made him with some worth, some kind of value. Every human being has some worth, some kind of value. In fact, this is the way to um, understand and appreciate the value of people. Okay? Look at where they come from. Alright? The rock from which they were healed. Glory to God. Okay? Look at, you know, the one who made them in his image. The Bible tells us that God said in Genesis 1 and verse 26, He says, Come, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion. So God made man in His image. This is the way I see people. Even when people don't look like much, all right, at the moment, because of you know the prevailing situations and circumstances around them, I, I always value people based on you know the worth of God. How would you treat God if God? You know, visited you, came to visit you. How would you treat God? How would you entertain God? How how would you, you know, um, uh, show hospitality to God? That is the way to treat people. All right, don't treat people like trash. Don't treat people like you know a bundle of rubbish. All right, don't dump. Don't use people and dump them. Don't do that. Treasure relationships. Treasure people. Say thank you to people when they do you good or they serve you. you. Even if you are paying them for it, say thank you. At least there's somebody around to pay to serve you. 
what if there was nobody around okay your money is good for nothing so say thank you to people when they serve you appreciate people a pat in the back a text you know hello there thank you for what you did for me today you know love people or i don't flatter people you know but appreciate them sincerely from your heart all right don't become a psychophant just because you want to be a people person but you see make sure you appreciate people sincerely from the depth of your heart and say thank you for what you did for me all right and then give people the right to um, express them, themselves their opinions don't deny them even when they are wrong or if they are wrong all right still let them talk okay don't say shut up there don't say a word you you are stupid don't use such words you are stupid you you uh, you have your your head is coconut head um you 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 are good for nothing don't let those words come out of your mouth when you're addressing people no matter what they have done wrong okay the bible says let those you know who are overcome um, in a in a wrong it says let those who are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering themselves also lest they be tempted with the same temptation so it is very important that you are meek in dealing with people recognize their worth don't damage their worth don't tear down people with your mouth let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearers so make sure to value people with your words and your actions okay um when you're serving people all right you're welcoming people show some respect show some honor the bible tells us to honor all men not some men you know when the president is visiting ah you're preparing but when the gate man is visiting just to sit down on the floor that's the respect of persons okay and god says don't do that honor all men treasure people love people sincerely from your heart don't always you know find yourself fighting people arguing with people ostracizing yourself from people you know not loving people always having issues with people it is an issue a serious issue when you always have issues with people there's no way such a person all right will fulfill his god-given destiny because every destiny is fulfilled in a network of people a tree cannot make a forest and that's the truth a drop of water cannot make an ocean okay so and understand that you need people god has put things in people that you need all right all that you need to feed destiny is in you and in people around you not just in you alone i feel like i don't need anybody that's not correct okay contributors will come jesus needed his 12 disciples to fulfill his destiny all right the disciples needed you know, the, the 12 disciples needed the 120 to fulfill their god-given destiny all right and they needed the church to be the apostles that god had called them to be they needed unbelievers all right to be the evangelists that god had called them to be they needed unbelievers you see if you're an evangelist you're called to preach the gospel and there's nobody to preach to how can you ever fulfill your destiny as an evangelist okay so we need people believers and unbelievers alike we need people love people sincerely and let your life be about you know loving people in the name of the lord jesus christ that is ministry all right let the liquid love of god pour out of your heart watch what you say to people all right make sure if you're not ready to speak words honorable 
all right, that measure the honor that God has placed on people, keep quiet. Just keep mute. Don't say a word. Recognize and adopt the vocabulary of silence. Don't say a word. Be very gentle, you know, as to how you speak to people and then your actions. Somebody is waiting for you, all right? Don't act like the person is not there, all right? Send a message to the person and say, please, I'm busy now. I will see you in 30 minutes. I will see you in 45 minutes. Don't act like they don't exist. Don't do that, okay? Treasure people. Communicate, you know, with them. Let them understand why you're doing what you're doing. Carry them along, all right? Lead them, motivate them, challenge them in love. Don't damage their self-esteem. And don't speak evil of anybody, no matter what the person has done wrong against you. Estimate the worth of that person in the sight of God for whom Jesus Christ died. That person for whom Jesus Christ died. That is the worth of that person. No matter what they have done wrong, no matter what they have said wrong, be careful how you address people. Remember uh, Moses. His challenge was that he spoke unadvisedly against the children of Israel. And God said, look at the promised land, you're not going to enter in. Why? Because he could not control his temper as to speaking to God's precious people. Though they were stiff-necked, all right, God had said that in his sight, in his hearing, but God didn't give him the license to call them stiff-necked, okay? So it is important how you treat people. Praise God. I'm going to stop here, all right, and I believe you've been blessed. God bless you. In Jesus' name. I'll stop here. <laughs> My wife wants me to continue. Okay, let me give you one more point. Just one more point. So we have looked at three rules now. The first rule is um, the rule of understanding difference. People are different. Rule number two, the rule of understanding the needs of people. People have different needs. Okay? Rule number three, all right, the rule of appreciation. Appreciate people. Praise God. Appreciate people. Recognize their worth. Their worth is the worth of God. Because God made man in his own image. Man is the image of God and the likeness of God. If you are going to place any worth on any man that is less than the worth of God, God will shake his head and say no. Okay? Appreciate people the way you would appreciate Jesus. If Jesus, you know, came visiting Praise God. All right. And then number four, this one is very important. Understand that people respond to positive communication. All right. Um, God made man a speaking spirit. That means there's something to say and there's somebody to say it to. And then there's also something to hear from that person. All right. And then there's something to respond with. Or there's something to respond to. Praise God. Okay? So, um, everyone responds to positive communication. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. God understands the power of communication. That if somebody is in unbelief, you don't have to rebuke him for his unbelief. Alright? What you need to do is to speak faith into him. And unbelief will leave. Okay, in Mark 6, for example, Jesus was at his hometown, Nazareth, and he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. He marveled 
at their unbelief. Then he went about the city speaking the word of God, teaching the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. That is the cure, all right, to any form of unbelief. Okay, faith, 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 glory to God. Now, um, people respond to positive communication, all right? It is very rare for you to find people with extreme insanity, okay? Extreme insanity mostly is caused by lack of positive communication. When you see people who are very unreasonable, all right, because people have not been talking to them, they've been reacting, you know, against them. They've been reacting to them, all right? Um, most of the time, um, angry people always um, provoke others. Why? Because instead of, you know, talking to people positively, they vent their anger on people. And when they vent anger on people, they also react in anger. Because God created man to respond to words. We are beings of words. The first thing God used in creating man was word. Come, let us, and God said, come, he said, he said, come. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So God is a word God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. God is a word God. And he made man in his own image. God responds to word. That's why we pray. You know, God may feel like, okay, this is my judgment concerning this matter. And then an intercessor comes and he brings God's word to him and says, Father, no, don't, don't judge this way. You can judge this way according to your word. And God will change his mind. Amen. God wanted to destroy the children of Israel for their disobedience right there in the wilderness. And Moses interceded. He says, turn from your anger. And, and God repented. He changed his mind. He changed his mind. So you see, God responds to words. That's why we pray. If God were stiff, if God was, were unrepentant, if God were mechanical, all right, there wouldn't be need for prayer. There wouldn't be any need for prayer. Okay? So you see, people respond to positive communication. Look for an environment where you can talk to people. Alright? Don't react. Okay? Use the word of God to communicate the mind of God to people. And talk to people in faith. Put faith into your words. Believe that they will change. Believe that they will turn out well. Believe that something good is going to happen to them when you speak to them, when you talk to them. So go ahead and use words. Believe in the power of words. Okay? Don't always believe in the power of, you know, abandoning people, avoiding people, shrinking from everybody. Okay? Until you start shrinking from your own self. God forbid. Okay? So you have to be very careful. Very careful. You don't allow... Um, your response to people to be uh, mere reactions. You're just reacting, reacting. Even everybody should leave me alone. Nobody should trouble me anymore and all that. Why not communicate your heart desire? Maybe the way they are treating you is not fine. It's not good enough. Why not talk to them? They may not know. They may be ignorant of it that, look, I don't like this thing. These are the things I like. You know, instead of reacting and reacting and getting angry, you are not an angry person. But you have been presupposed and assumed, you know, to be an angry person because you always react to people instead of responding to them intelligibly, all right? 
the, the most intelligible way to respond to any situation, any crisis, any form of dissatisfaction is communication, dialogue, dialogue, discussion, not reaction. All right, you pack your bag. Nobody knew what happened. Nobody knew what, you know, got you angry. Just packed your bag and baggages and left the home. You went to with your friend and you switched off all your phones. Abba does that. Okay, so learn to communicate. Use words. Okay, before you can take actions against people who are abusing you, first employ the, the, the tool, okay, the weapon of words. Make sure you use words, okay? Speak to people and make believe in the power of communication. It is a powerful thing. Praise God. Amen. Talk things over. Talk things over. Talk matters over. Okay? Discuss. Talk. You don't say, I'm going to get angry. No. Say, I will discuss this thing with my husband. I will talk, you know, this thing over with my children. I will talk to my boss at work. All right? Talk. Look for opportunities to talk, all right? Look for the right environment. You must be selective when it comes. People are environment sensitive, all right? You can say, okay, can we go out, just talk over a meal, you know? But that environment itself, there's a way it relaxes the emotions, and then you can talk freely instead of just talking at home. People are already used to that kind of an environment, but you can get to a place where people are not used to. And you talk to them from your heart. You know, this is this is very important. Use the power of words. And that's what we come to church for. Okay? We impart people with words. We talk to them. We look at them eyeball to eyeball. We speak the truth to them. And people are changing. That's the power of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Your words are powerful. Speak it in love, not in hatred. Don't speak hatred to people. Fill your words with love. Fill your words with faith. Believe that your words in the name of Jesus, by the love of God at work in you, uh, can change anything, can change anybody. Because those words are coming from your spirit, aided and inspired by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. All right, I believe you've been blessed. I'll stop here. Amen. Okay, so don't forget those um, principles, four principles. Principle number one, understand difference okay people are different principle number two understand the needs of people principle number three okay um understand the principle of appreciation okay don't drag people in the mud don't drag their honor in the mud amen honor all men principle number four positive the principle of possible communication all right, learn to talk to people, have meetings, you know, sell meetings, you know, hangouts, um, uh, love feast, you know, um, breakfast meeting, take people out for dinner, for lunch, you know, as you can afford it, and talk. Talk over a meal, all right? Believe in the power of words to communicate your um, intent. To communicate your um, your your purpose, to communicate your desires, Amen, and talk the will of God to people in Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Wow. All right, God bless you. Wow, 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 wow! Glory to God. Thank you so so much, sir. Wow, 
were you blessed i was blessed by that i was blessed personally thank you so much all right let me just do this concluding session i mean that was just a lot it's enough to if i stop the meeting right now we just go and meditate on that it's it's loaded it's really loaded thank you so much sir for that awesome time now um while pastor was ministering you know one of the things that came to my heart apart from what i'm going to share is um, understand that there are some communication styles that are negative pastor talked about the importance of positive communication and you see um i want to share this from revelation and also from experience you know i noticed that sometimes we don't get to understand how the enemy tries to you know push us into negative communication and as women in ministry we need to watch it all right i don't know for those who are married if this has happened to you before maybe your husband does something you don't like and um, something just tells you that don't talk about it, just keep quiet just be looking at him just keep quiet that is not god amen you know um there is a time not to be silent silence can be negative communication especially when you are silent on people that are meant to be blessings to you or that you are meant to bless glory to god can you imagine a church member did something and the pastor is silent on the person amen then you will find yourself yes you have a point but you'll be in a point in a state where you are now against the one to whom you were sent to help god forbid hallelujah and it just came to me i just perceived there's someone there your own way of walking away from something someone did that you don't like is silence for someone is your marriage the lord says that's not a way out there are some things that you know your husband has done to you that he does not necessarily know that you don't like or the degree or extent to which it affects you he does not know and you don't talk about this thing so we need to overcome this you know by getting to talk about it that blessed me so 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 much amen all right um in our study on temperament i emphasize or you know primarily that the goal of every believer is to be spirit controlled hallelujah and um, when you are spirit controlled you will realize that it becomes difficult to place you in any of the temperaments yes there might be some strengths that stand out for you but you see it will become challenging to place you into any temperament and why am i saying this our job is not to know people's temperaments and accept them in the light of their strengths and weaknesses that is not the essence of that book amen all right so rather our job or our work as ministers of the gospel is to help them manage their strengths and overcome their weaknesses glory to god to overcome their weaknesses and to be strengthened in the areas of their weaknesses and our instrument to accomplishing this is one the word of god and that's why the word the minister of god you know must be able to use the word of god hallelujah all right the word of god prayer and you know 
um, living the life of God, Zoe, allowing the life of God find expression through us so that what we are preaching, they will see it first of all as examples in us that they can also copy. Glory to God. So this is very, very critical. It is very important. Now, when I say we want to help people manage their strengths, I use the word manage their strengths deliberately. Because I have discovered that some things that are strength to some people, amen, they work in it sometimes so strongly that it's detrimental to others. Let me give you an example of someone who is very, very confident, okay? Someone who, um, who, 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 who is a confident leader and um, maybe let's take a choleric for instance yes that is a strength but you see a choleric can damage another person in the in, in, in the course of being who she is glory to god so it is still important that that strength okay um must be managed by the revelation of god's word so that in carrying out your own strength is a strength to you you are not damaging another person's esteem you heard what pastor just taught us amen so it is very important and to also ensure that people can you know use their strength according to the word of god that they be, don't become manipulative in the use of their strength glory to god and secondly we need to see to it that we help people overcome their weaknesses you see the life of christ is a complete life is not a life of mediocrity is not a life of weakness all right rather it puts up it puts us above it's a life of god it's complete in him we live and move and have our being we are complete in him all right so we want to show them how to live the life of god and align the life of god in their spirit you know flow into their souls and empowering them to live a life of completeness and of victory hallelujah and that will bring me to this finally i'm about to round up this teaching today i believe you've been blessed glory to god amen and amen and um to make up for, you know, the remaining 45 minutes in this teaching, we are listening to a message on love work. Amen. Very, very important. Now, I want to speak to you personally as a minister. And as a minister, you know, you need to understand that you have to pay attention when it comes to you and ministry. You are people. You have to pay attention to the back end of ministry. Of course, ministry ministry has both the front end and the back end. The front end is the you people see, the you people know, the way you minister. Hallelujah. All right. What the game from you. But I've noticed that if some ministers, if we are not careful, there might be a tendency to pay more attention to the front end than we are paying attention to the back end. And what's the back end? The back end of a minister is that secret place, a place where you are built yourself by the ministry of God's word, a place where you give attention to prayer, a place where you communicate with God and God can also communicate with you, a place where you are consumed oh, by what the Father wants of you. You daily seek his face. 
should know his will. You daily want to please him. That back end is more important than the front end. The front end, you see, a number of ministers who give more attention to the front end may become, you know, people motivated. And that's where I'm actually going. Hallelujah. May become people pleasers. In as much as we are sent to people, our assignment is to please God and not just to please people. Glory to God. So that we don't become ministers that, you know, move at the beckon of people. You know, responding to people, not to God. Hallelujah. And that is where I want to warn you. One of the signs of the end time is that people will begin to heal up teachers for themselves. And what does that mean? People will begin to raise teachers that will say what they want to hear. Now don't fall victim of that because it's in the air. Hallelujah. Stay by the word of God. And the way to do this is to pay attention to the back end of ministry. Glory to God. Let God be, you know, that which consumes your heart. <laughs> Let God be your desire. Let God be your life. Let God be your focus. Let God be your fulcrum. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this is very key for every minister today. So that we don't get locked up in the dungeon of darkness. Where we become moved by just what people want. We are ministers of God. We are not ministers in that sense of the people. It is God that is sending us to people. People are not sending us to people. Hallelujah. So it's important for you. Yes, it's important to look good, speak good English, study, you know, plan your message, prepare for your meetings. But that can be all about you and ministry. The most important thing about ministry is that secret place. And where you can carry the secret place even into the front end. Hallelujah. Now, I was studying the life of Saul. And one of the things I discovered is that Saul got to a point, King Saul, where he became a people pleaser. He was more conscious of the people, what they would say, hallelujah, than he was conscious of God and his assignment. So I want to encourage you. The first thing about ministry is God's will. And the second is God's people. Love God's precious people. Because that is the way that God knows that you love him. Hallelujah. That is the way that it is evident that you have the life of God. Oh, hallelujah. But never become a minister that dances just to the tone of people. Not to be able to stand and tell them the whole truth of the gospel. Because you don't want to hurt them. Alright, I believe you've been blessed today. Did you hear something that blessed you? Glory to God. Were you blessed by that? Please once again help me celebrate Pastor Sheg Mwabaje. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. And um, the, we'll release the um, assignment after this teaching. I want to encourage you to try to listen to this message over and again. It will be on the dashboard. Please have a beautiful evening. And God bless you. Before we go, um, Pastor is going to lead us in just about two or three prayers. And we pray these prayers. You know, I just saw that it is important for us to ask God for wisdom to deal with people. Wisdom and the love of God, you know, in our hearts. <laughs> hey, 
I want to give the mic right now to Pastor to minister to us. God bless you. All right, praise the Lord. Amen forevermore. Okay, um, I want you to pray a simple prayer and say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your word begin to walk within me, a heart walk that will make me an at walk, a heart walk that will make me an at walk, an at peace of God. Come on, go ahead and pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your word begin to work in me. I open up my heart to you. I open up my heart to you. I embrace the, the word of the Lord. I embrace the power of God. I embrace the word of God. In the name of Jesus, let your word begin to work in me. That, that which only you can do. That which only you can do in the name of Jesus. Changing me, transforming me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Now begin to declare in the name of Jesus. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. In the name of the Lord, I'm a doer of the word. I fulfill prophecy. By the power of God, I fulfill prophecy. By the power of God, I fulfill the word of God in the name of Jesus. By the help of the Holy Spirit, I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm a doer of the word, and the word has made all the difference in me and is making all the difference in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Wow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Have a beautiful evening and God bless you. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.